As we already established through my years, I done seen some shit and up to current day, I still get around and with visiting and spending time in these different places, you know, comes with me asking myself, could I see myself living here? Could I see myself living there? And uh, with that, you know, I just get to thinking and I think it's just so crazy how like, for instance, if I was call myself wanting to move to Dallas, how somebody in Dallas right now and somebody that's from Dallas is just on some totally different energy about it. Like on some man, I'm trying to get out of here right now. Just the worst decision I made. I hate this place, you know, and what have you. And the same is for any other major city, you know, people trying to go there and people just trying to get up from get up from out of there. And with that just brings me to my next point. I think it's something special about, you know, where you're currently at or just like where you're from, you know, because I think that just sets the foundation for, you know, you going forward. And I guess the goal is for everybody to get inducted into the small town hall of fame. But I just think that it's, it's certain value, I guess, to just loving yours, you know, your current situation and not always thinking the grass is green on the other side, but which in some cases it is. I say, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo. Nice. It's your boy, Raj Move. Wow, it's your boy, Los, a.k.a. C.A.P. What's happening? What's happening, man? Look, I think Rumble um, was hitting on some some very legit points, you know, but I don't, know if, I, I don't know if he knew what side of the fence he wanted to be on. He said, should you love yours or is the grass green on the other side? I mean, I guess we could talk to that. But before we really get into it, I want to let you guys know. We got a special guest on the pod this week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let that man introduce himself. Uh, pass the mic to you. You got it. What it do? It's your boy D Spence, Deontay Spencer. Um, just chilling, man. New location. Oh, okay. seen <laughs> uh-huh. the the newest Denver resident, man. So shout out, man. We are gonna talk to um, D Spence. Congratulations, big dog. Yeah, first and foremost, Appreciate congrats, boy. Congratulations. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do our regular podcast thing, but we definitely going to ask that man some questions and um, let him tell us a little bit about the, the experience about, you know, breaking into that league, man. NFL shit, man. Real, 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 real big things, man. So, just first and foremost, Rumble said something about, you know, just kind of the grass being greener. Raj, what's your thoughts on, you know, where you from and how that affects, you know, where you want to be? Do you think it's – do you think people, like, from big cities feel the same way about that? They're like, you know – they don't want to be that because they're from there, or is that just kind of a small town thing? No, I think that's an everywhere thing. I think people that live in big cities trying to get to small cities, and people that's trying, you know, that's from small cities trying to get to big cities. And and I, I, I you know, having a uh, having an older family, I've heard that my whole life. You know, the grass ain't green on the other side. And yeah. and what always came, to, you know, always got a a picture in my mind of a fence, right? <laughs> like just a that's the other side. Um, and I always thought to myself, I could see if the grass is greener 
or not. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that so, the grass was greener for me in Denver. I knew that the grass was greener before I moved here. So, so it was like a chain yeah, fence, like in the B. It wasn't like a wood fence. It was a storm like, fence. It wasn't a, a picket daddy, huh? <laughs> no. It wasn't something that I couldn't see over. You know, I, and I guess that that's what the analogy is, is that you can't see over the fence. You just got to hop over it and hope, hope the grass is greener, but it's not. Um, but I, I don't, I, ne- I didn't have any experience with those types of fences growing up. <laughs> Big facts. I don't think I, Big old I fact. know how to, I don't know how to use the uh, wood fences I got around my house, man. Yeah, that picket daddy <laughs> is a whole different, that's a whole different animal. I think you're right about that. For sure. I mean, I think there's a little yeah. bit something to be said for that, though. They got a lot of people, like, I live in Houston, right? And there's a lot of people in the Houston area who from Houston, who live in Houston, who, like, H time, H time till I die. Yeah. I feel like it's, yeah. I feel, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the same thing. I think when we was growing up in the B, we wanted to go to Houston. Like, we, like, that was, like, even as kids, we aspired to go to big cities. And I don't think yeah. it's one to one. I don't know, Los, what you think? What was your Shreveport experience? Well, I, I didn't, yeah, in Shreveport, I always wanted to get out. Um, You know, when I first came out here uh, to go to school, you know, I knew, you know, within a year I wasn't going back to Shreveport, you know, just going home and visiting, and, you know, I miss my family and things like that, but I knew as far as long term, this was the place for me to be, hmm. you know what I mean? I knew I wasn't going to be able to go, to, you know, go back there and thrive like I would would be out here, and I didn't want to, you know, I kind of wanted to make my own way out here, so I knew Shreveport, you know, I was going to leave it behind. I'd go back and visit, but I couldn't live there anymore. I mean, some people are able to do it. We know a whole bunch of cats. Who back in Shreveport or back in Nine yeah. that's still yeah. living there and able to do it. It's just not for everybody to be able to do yeah. that. How about you, Dispense? I mean, I know you came up a little bit after us, but was the vibe still the same? Was everybody trying to get out that beat when you was coming up? I think it was um I feel like it was one of those things where everybody in my I guess like gener- like generation class of growing up. It was more like they wanted to like move to Lafayette, <laughs> or they wanted to move to like somewhat close, but not in New Iberia. Yeah. But I'm like, that's the same thing. <laughs> so for me, you know, like just having the experience of going to Magnese and being away from home, like I was right down the street, but I never wanted to come home. And for me, that was like Magnese or Lake Charles was my other side of the. Just a fence, and it was close to home, but it was one of those things where I didn't want to go back home because I knew was I know was home already. Mm-hmm. Like I want to experience something else, something mm-hmm. different. It don't have to be far or another state, but it would just want to be. But it's not Lafayette. Yeah, it's, it's like, not. It's past. That's what I'm Lafayette. saying like <laughs> I feel like Lafayette. That's that's too close to home. Like that's. That's the same yard. You you still on that side of the fence. Yeah, you still. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So you ain't never even hopped the fence yet. Yeah, you ain't even hopped the fence yet. You just but, moved to another piece of the grass, and then you get tired of laughing at it, and you're like, "I'm move back home." Well, you was still home. Mm. You just didn't like that experience. Yeah, right, Stand right. on the side of the fence. I mean, but I I think it's like everybody was trying to get out of New Iberia, but they thought Lafayette was the. Was the other side of the fence. The other side. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like Lake Charles was close because I know my mama let me go on a date in Lake Charles when I was in high school. Like, let me take the whip to go to Lake Charles. So, I felt like it was always, that was, like you said, it was always in the same yard. Like, she wouldn't let me take the whip and go to New Orleans. But she would have let me oh, go to Houston. Lake Charles. Yeah, yeah. She not let me go to Houston. Absolutely <laughs> not. That wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been <laughs> no. a thing. 
<laughs> I think too. I think too. With that being said, you know, some people always say they want to move, say they want to move, but they can't handle it. I got plenty of homeboys that came to Houston, you know, thinking they were gonna be able to, you know, often to get out here and get it and get it. But it's a, you know, it's a different grind. You know, it's a different hustle when you go to different cities. You can't, you can't take that same, all of the same Louisiana mentality, you know, uh, value and things you use in Louisiana to, to make it out in Texas or anywhere else. And, you know, hey, you Lowe's, that's a real, that's a real thing because it took me to thirty one to move to Denver because I wasn't ready. I mean, I think, I think uh, in every aspect of life, I could have moved. Um, I could have moved outside of the fact that I just wasn't ready. You know, mm-hmm. like I just, I, I wouldn't even know how to act. I would have gotten sold wooden nickels, yeah. you know, my whole <laughs> life before yeah. I moved. If, if I would have moved at a different age, uh, y'all boys, you know, I mean, shout out, moved at a, at an earlier age than me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, now I look at it, I look at it, you know, me moving at the age I moved at, I wish I would have moved out here right, you know, at 18 mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah. I wish I'd have been in Denver. <laughs> oh, I half. wish I'd have been somewhere. Yeah, I moved I mean, at I'm 17, so I, I feel you. I moved at 17. It, make, it makes you grow up, man. You know, you really find out what kind of person you are. You know, you deal. You had to start dealing with stuff, you know, a lot more about yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, you always can call home and, and get your advice, but you still have to do it, you know, for the most no, part. No, Los, I feel like you made a you made a bigger move moving from Shreveport to Houston. That's 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 to a really big city. Boy, I think Deontay crazy, going to um to, to Lake Charles and even me going to New Orleans was close enough to where we was fall, but we was close enough to be able to and I think that's kind of a move you could have made, Raj, like that. Close enough but not super far to where you can learn a city but you can still get home. Like I think you missed that 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 opportunity, because yeah. that would have been like your impetus to like go do something else. I think once you would have did that, maybe you so. would have been, you'd have been out of there. No, I, I, I'm saying maybe so, but I think for sure, um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even take that step. Like I made, mm-hmm. I jumped out of, the, you know, jumped out of the tree. Now, granted, I wasn't <laughs> no baby, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I flew. <laughs> so I'm flying. You currently flying. I mean, another thing yeah. Rumble said in there was um, he mentioned the small town Hall of Fame. So to be a part. Of the small town Hall of Fame, and I, I think Rumble could maybe come and attest to this better than everybody. That um, a prerequisite is that you can't be still in a small town; you got to make it. So all of us are actually potential candidates and inductees into the small town Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, uh, Deontay, I don't know if you know that you are actually a first ballot Hall of Famer in the small town Hall of Fame. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> well, if you didn't, didn't know, now you know. Just- it's just found out. Jacket, jacket with his name on. It. Today years old. He's today years old when he found that out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we we gonna hang your jersey up in the Raptors. We'll let you know about it. We'll do a real formal ceremony. Just gotta make sure you there. Um, but before we before we get into the interview, I'm gonna tell y'all what burned my boot at this week. I only got one thing that really, like this week, has been burning my boot at, and I'm not gonna be long winded about it. I just put it out here like this: when you go to the ice machine in your refrigerator and it's on crushed ice that burns mm. my booty man mm. say bro my daughter hey. do that all the time and that shit make me, I mean that, that makes me so mad dog. <laughs> let me ask you a question I gotta ask you a question about this cause one, one let me agree with you but for, for two um, why does it burn your booty why does that make you mad cause crushed ice is so I don't like the variability of crushed ice out the refrigerator. That's what. I, I, what do you mean? Of that? Like the differences the in differences size, the differences in size and crushed ice. Absolutely. So, so let me tell you. Let me tell you why it burns. 
Well, let me tell you why it burns my booty. I crush ice never works for me. When it 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 it, uh, it burn it it not burn it it melts it melts faster. <laughs> um, so I don't even want a straw. They don't make it no better. Um, I can't I can't take ice on my front two teeth, and so that var- I think co- the the variability of the ice, the sizes of the differences in sizes of the ice, and um, and the fact that I can't take. Ice, like sometimes a piece of ice slip through the cracks. You know what I'm saying? So like I can't take that on my teeth. It hurt. So it burns my booty as well. You like crushed ice? I love crushed ice. Oh, this well, you like you must like to eat ice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's only one place that crushed ice is acceptable at, and that's Sonic. But I don't mm-hmm. even necessarily refer to that as crushed ice because it's like small cubed ice. So I feel it's like ice it's, balls. it's ice balls. There you go. Yeah, little hail. Yeah. I mean, Spence, I guess you holding it down for crushed ice. Why would you like crushed ice? Explain. Because, I don't know. I just like to chew ice. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, but that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. Because I know, I know people that actually like to eat the ice once they finish with their drink. Mm-hmm. Once I finish with my drink, the ice go to the ice heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's done. <laughs> my little yeah, like, cousin's chip. Uh, yeah. I get a sweet tea. Right, I'm gonna kill the sweet tea, and I'm gonna eat the ice. Nah, but canes, <laughs> canes. Once again, they got that good ice too. That's like ice cube balls, small, you know, mothball daddies. It ain't like regular. It's, it's not ice cubes, <laughs> but it's little. It's smaller, but it's like edible. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you got a big ice. A one little sharp jagged piece coming out of your refrigerator. Your refrigerator don't cut them things up in little circular ballets. Is all I'm saying. Hey, I got a. I got, actually have a have a question. It's funny. Wh- who what who came up with the shape of ice? Why is it like a half moon, half crescent moon type thing? Who came up with that? I mean, I grew up on like the square ice cubes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you so, had squares. Yeah, yeah me too. In the tray. In the tray. Put the water in the tray. Yeah. and then put it in the ice box. Yeah. But it was squares. Okay, so like whenever we used to do it, it was it was like half crescent moons. <laughs> yeah, because you had. The, the maker, box. yeah, with the maker, the maker, mm-hmm. you know, the expensive okay, ice box. That's the expensive ice box. Don't do me. I'm just yeah. saying. I definitely I kept quiet on that one, Raj. Yep. You had the ice box too, Los. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's why I kept quiet. <laughs> Y'all said ice box. Ice box is not. Go ahead, continue. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have, that's the thing. If you have the choice between crushed ice and cubed ice, you're winning. <laughs> just to let y'all know but if you just got the cubes I mean crushed ice is a delicacy okay when you get okay. that's what I'm saying so when you get the chance to have crushed ice that's like, all you want okay you that's gonna real. mess it up I never thought hey, about it like that he just put it in perspective man <laughs> yeah. that's why I love crushed ice <laughs> okay alright alright man crushed ice for the uh, no cubed ice for the for the hood <laughs> Crush ice for the um ballers. Is that what <laughs> now I'm, I'm looking at it completely different. Now, now we could just go with that, man. Hey, man, look, let's let's get into it, man, because we we you know I know we you got a lot of things to do, man. It's a big week, man. You about to kick off uh, week one of the season, so all of that, all of that good stuff, man. So we just wanted to bring you on because Raj said you know you guys was talking this week and talking about how you know a lot of people asking you about the story as far as kind of how you got where you at, um, how you got this opportunity. And, you know, it kind of probably sucks to have to tell that same story a million times. So it'd be great to just give it, get it out there one time, tell your story, 
let the people know who need to know and um, tell them all about it. But before you do that, Spence, this is what I was about to say, right? So I told Raj this story a couple of weeks ago. Whenever he bring up Dispense, I was he was like, yeah, you know Dispense. I was like, well, I mean, I know who the dude is. I know of him. I was like, but I don't know dude like that. I know um, my mom used my my mother used to say she'd go to your games our dad Magnese because she cool with your grandmother or something like that um, from senior mm-hmm. high. And um, so they'd go out there and watch the games or whatever. So, you know, boy's been watching your career since high school. That's what we do. You know, when you're really good in a small town, we're going to watch you and be like, been rooting from afar. But I told Roger, I was like, we was at St. was one day and we was at church on a Saturday. And I don't know, I don't remember what it was, but I remember after church, you was outside and my mama was talking to your people and we were standing right next to each other. And I was like, you know, I'm a grown, I'm a, I'm a OG in the beat. Little dude better be like, what's up, Al? Doe? Nice, <laughs> and that man, and that man, and that, that man, man did, and, and he didn't say nothing to me. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna open myself to be like, wow, what's hell? You know what I mean? So we just walk our separate directions. Um, and Raj was like, so you petty? So after that, when he told me I was petty, I went follow you on social media just cause, man. You know, and that's that's a big thing for me being a petty dude because I don't follow people unless they follow me. Unless they like celebrities and shit. So I guess that mean you a celebrity and shit. Or it's just, you know, you small town Hall of Fame. So there you go, man. That's my that's my backstory, man. But uh, <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your, your journey, man, to get to where you at right now, man. All right. I'm going to let y'all know a little something. But before before I get into it, I'm going to just tell you I'm sorry. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it. That was nothing about Never my intentions. <laughs> you know, I'm a cool dude. You know, I just to myself. So there you go. Um, nah, man. But um, you know, like like y'all said, the New Iberia Hall of Fame. I'm from New Iberia, born and raised. Um, and you know, I just always loved sports. Always was around it. And you know, my dream was to. Be a professional. Mm-hmm. I didn't know which which sport it was gonna be. I played all of them. Um, was better in some than others, but I felt like you know God just put me in a good place to play this game, and you know I've made a, a good career playing football. So, um, just a little bit about me. I started um, played football at Westgate High. Graduated from Westgate High. Ended up getting a scholarship, going to McNeese State. Um, spent four years there. Um, and then, you know, I started my professional career going to the St. Louis Rams, undrafted. Got released and ended up finding my way into Canada. Didn't want to go. I was scared. Didn't know nothing about Canada. But, you know, at the time... You know, I felt like, you know, my back was against the wall. It was one of those what next things, and I had to humble myself, man. And I took that route. You know, I took that route, and it paid off. I felt like me going to Canada was a big step for me. You know, I had never been outside of, let alone Louisiana, than another country. Mm-hmm. So it was tough. You know, the first couple weeks, um, going through training camp and getting to meet people, you know, having had to 
figure out my phone situation. I was getting charged, crazy <laughs> charges. Like, didn't know what was going on. You know what's crazy? I don't want to use my phone. I'm going to tell you this, yo. I was working at AT&T at the time, and your mama actually came in. And <laughs> to got see a, what's up. Like, to up. see what's up with the plane, because your mom was still paying for your phone bill hey, at the time. yes. <laughs> you know, she was paying for my phone bill. I ain't have it. I ain't have it at the time. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, man, that, that, that experience, it allowed me to grow up and mature and kind of be on my own. And, you know, it was it was times where I had to figure things out. You know, I couldn't call home and ask for mom or, you know, ask for grandma, like, to figure something. I had to figure it out on my own. So, it was one of those things where I would rather, you know, work hard at the moment and figure it out on a run, rather than just to keep calling home and trying to, with a handout, you know, right. looking for a handout. So, so you had to wing it. Man, In other I, words. Yeah, I just had to wing it, man. <laughs> Shout it out. was it was tough, but you know, I got through it. So Okay. Um I ended up playing for Toronto for two years and then going in to Ottawa um for two years. And, you know, I had a good career in both places and ended up having a workout um with Buffalo, the Vikings and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was my last workout. So I went there in January. Ended up signing like the same day I worked out for him. So it was a blessing. And, you know, at the time, I, I never really thought like, you know, this was going to be the year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this was going to be the time where I was going to break through and make it to the league. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, it was just. This is my last opportunity, really, to try to fight to get back into the NFL. And my whole mindset was like, if I can get into somebody's uh, training camp, if I can make it to the preseason, put some good things on film, ball out, I can put myself in a position to play in the NFL. And, you know, I just kept my head down, kept grinding, and, you know, I felt like, you know, God just put me in the right place at the right time, man. Like, it's just crazy how, like, all the chips just fell into place. And I kind of always look back at, like, my journey. And I'm like, what if I would have gave up, like, two years ago or a year ago? And I'm like, everything I did to get to this point, I would have I would have wasted it, you know? And... Not knowing when this this opportunity would come or even if I would have a chance to even play in the league. But I always look at it as like, I never quit. You know, that was my thing. I always knew I had the ability to play. I always knew I had, you know, the mental and just physically playing in this league. But I never thought that the time would be now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not me to determine, you know. I just felt like it's all God's timing. I was able to have a good preseason with Pittsburgh. And how I got to Denver is even more crazy because... I want you to tell them how you told me. <laughs> I want to know that. Like, I want to clear raw. So, I'm sitting... I got released by Pittsburgh um, like a day, the day before. 
but I couldn't, I couldn't say anything or I couldn't make it, you know, like official because I knew I was going to be signing to the practice squad. So the next day, you know, um, I wake up, I can't even really sleep the night before because I'm like, all right, I just got to make it to, to the facility, sign my contract, and I'm going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. It's always in my head. Up all night. But in the back of my mind, I knew if I didn't clear waivers, somebody else would pick me up. So I'm like, all right. I get to the facility. Car picked me up at like 12. It was like 12.30. Got to the facility like 12.45. 15 minutes before the waiver claims come out. One o'clock. Um, my phone dying. So I, I charged my phone in the general uh, the GM, the assistant GM's office, and he's like, "Hey, if the Patriots claim you, I'm not giving your phone back." And I'm like, "All right, <laughs> just making that a joke." Like, all right, I'm about to go grab some lunch. I'm going downstairs and eat, y'all. Whenever y'all get the claim or waiver, just just come get me. So I'm eating. Got me some salmon, some little rice and broccoli. I can remember the meal. I got it in the to-go box, too, because I, I was like, all right, they're going to come get me. I'm going to sign, and I'm going to be out and take my to-go go place. So GM walk in the cafeteria, assistant GM, and I'm like, they walking straight to me. Like, <laughs> and it's like six people in the cab. Like, why y'all walking to me? So first thing he said, it's like, come with me. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go get this done. I get in the office. Coach T, everybody's in there, and it's like, oh, this is serious. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> first thing I heard was, you're a Bronco. Huh. And I'm like, what? I'm in there looking like puzzled. Like, are y'all serious? Uh-huh. And they was like, yep. Um, the Broncos just claimed you. So I was like, oh, man, like, this just happened. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm shocked. But I'm thinking about, like, man, with my homeboy, like, my teammates, I'm about to lead these boys. Mm-hmm. Like, we had plans. Like, we was going to have a good year. Next thing you know, I'm on a whole different team. And, like, five minutes later, I walk out the office. John Elway called me and he's like, Welcome to Denver. Hmm. And that's when it like hit me. I'm like, That's John Elway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm really a Bronco. That's so true. then, like, bro, 10 minutes later, I had my flight information. I had everything. Like, they was like, Just pack your bags up. And I was on a flight by 7 o'clock. So the that same whole flight. Same. Bro, same day. Let me, let me interject oh. in this. I, I don't know what told me. I don't know what told me. To FaceTime, okay, no, I'm sorry, to, to, to Google this nigga's name. I really put, <laughs> I Googled his name, and I saw the same articles that I had been seeing all week. You know, like, Deontay Spencer offered spot on the practice squad, whatever, whatever. I scrolled down a little bit, got to the Twitter results, and literally I saw Denver Broncos claim wide receiver kick return of Deontay Spencer off waivers. And I'm like, no way. I FaceTime him, and he go, I mean, it's almost like right after it happened. I FaceTime him, and he goes... Hey, Raj, I'm going to call you right back. I'm going to call you right back. But look, before I let you go, 
I land at nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I was like, I land at nine. Because you were talking about like barbecuing and stuff. Shaw, man, I was trying to... Celebrate when you, when you threw the man a coming home party. When um when you put <laughs> really? when you put Roger on hold, he picked up his phone and was like, Al, guess what? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Shit, everybody knew. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy though, bro, because like everything was happening so fast. I was like, I'm on a plane like five hours later, and then I land and my mind just like I'm racing. I'm like, dude, I'm about to have to meet new teammates, learn a new playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my first professional game is about to be on Monday night, prime time. Hmm. Like, that's the first, like, that's running through my head. Hmm. So, I'm not sleeping. I'm not getting no good. I'm pff, mind everywhere. Now, mind you, the next morning, I got to be up at 6.15. Go to the facility, do physical, do all that crazy stuff, and then we had practice. I get to practice, and they like, yeah, like, you the starting returner this week. You, you getting every rep. <laughs> Ooh. Like, I'm like, oh, man. Hey, every rep. So, like, my first, and then, like, Raj was like, man, I'm telling you, the air is different up here. I'm like, all right, Raj, like. Then you take me serious. I ain't even take you serious. I'm like, alright. It's it's gonna be alright. I get to practice. I got a major headache. I'm like, why do I have a headache, bro? Is it cause I'm not sleeping or is this I can't breathe? Like this air <laughs> is crazy. I literally was about to take my vibes off. I was like, at practice I was contemplating like, I need to take this vibes off. I can't I don't know if this vibes or not not letting me get no good air or what. <laughs> but it was crazy, bro. The whole 24 hours, everything changed from the uniform, the colors, teammates, playbook, city, new city. Hmm. It was crazy. Living arrangements, everything. I, everything. I, I mean, what's crazy is um, like when you first left the uh, Ottawa and you went to to Pittsburgh, everybody, like mm-hmm. it's funny because like me and um, a couple of my partners, uh, shout out this podcast brought to you by the Harry. Was like uh, basically kept saying that boys in the B was like, oh yeah, they bringing Deontay over there to take Antonio Brown's spot. Like, and, like we sitting over here like, come on, I man. heard that the whole come on, season. man, <laughs> come on, New Iberia, you got to do better than that, man. <laughs> so I heard that the whole. I know, season, I know you had to. Like, I mean, because you know, boys from the B that run with some stuff, but that's funny though. But like, we we sitting over there, we watching all the preseason games. And it's funny, the reason I was coming full circle is that you get to play against A.B. on Monday Night Football the first week of the season. That's crazy. Um, On some small world stuff. Um, But, you know, (laughs) like that, how does that feel to know that a whole bunch of people who you don't even know, like you just said, like, you don't know everybody from the B, but pretty much to a man, everybody in New Iberia know you. And they know your name and they going to be rooting for you this um this Monday night and for the whole yeah. season in your career. How does that feel knowing that you got that kind of support behind you? The whole city behind you. I mean, it's a blessing, bro. Like, that's really how I can explain it because, you know, New Iberia has, I feel like it's given me a lot and taken a lot from me. Hmm. So, at the end of the day, 
you know, I can only say that the through the ups and the downs, it just blessed me, you know, to become who I am. Um, it's my roots, you know, and I feel like everybody that's behind me and that's from there, you know, they know me to a certain extent, you know, like mm-hmm. they see the football, Spence, they see, you know, people who watch me grow up, uh, know, know my family, you know, that that's how they know me, you know, but I feel like to get to know somebody, you got to actually talk to them, you know, like get to know who they are yeah. off the field. Um, got to spend some time away with from, yeah. yeah, like spend some, you know, from all that. So yeah. I feel like people know me, mm-hmm. but you know, um, when it comes to like just football and just seeing somebody from the Iberia, like they gonna root for me, you know. So, and that's why I just say it's a blessing because you root for somebody that you you know of. You know, you know of. That's why you're in a small time Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. So they know me, but they don't know me. And yeah. for them to just continue to cheer for me and you know wish me a good career and want me to see want to see me do good it's a blessing because i don't know all of them mm. but i thank them for all the support you know so at the end of the day man it's just is you know i can't really explain it but yeah. it's just a blessing like well we're going to so help when you when you went go ahead when you was in canada what was one of the times when you were just like man you know one of them hard patches where you know cuz football you know especially during the season you know it's a long grind man you know you taking hits you practicing when was one of those times where you was like, man, I think I'm I'm about to get this up or I might get this up or this might not be for me anymore? Man, I would say my – well, it was two times. My rookie year, um, I ended up making a team and I got put on practice squad for like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And through those three or four weeks, I was like, man, like I'm not if – I, if I was doing it for the money – I wouldn't be playing because I wasn't making that much money. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, bro, why am I even, you know, like, why I'm doing this? And it kind of just hit me like, what would I be doing if I wasn't doing this? So it kind of just, it kind of just like woke me up in a sense, like, don't look at the situation I'm in now, continue to grind and no telling where this game going to take you. And that's how I approached each and every day, no matter what I was playing or not. And a guy that I was behind, Chad Owens, he would always tell me, like, man, like, why are you putting so much time and and getting to the facility early? And I'm not even playing. I'm on practice squad. But, like, I'm sitting in meetings with all the guys that's playing. And, like, you could you would think I'm, like, a starter. And when that when my time came to start, I was ready. Had a breakout game, and I it, I never looked back from there. And then my second year, you know they they ended up trying to make me the guy, and I got hurt. And I can remember the day I had to call my mom, and I'm like, I'm out for, you know they selling me six to eight weeks. I missed two months of football, and that time I was just like. Depressed, like I had never been hurt before. I was by myself, like couldn't really move, nothing. 
And I felt like that's when I had enough time to, to think about, like, why I love the game and why I'm going to continue to play the game. And rehab coming back is tough. Man, everything, bro. It was just like, I'm all the way in Toronto, and my family is just like, they worrying about me. They And it was just so much, and I'm like, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. Yeah. And they like, well, how you doing? I'm like, I'm getting better. So I just worked hard to get back, and when I got back, you know, I had like seven games left, and I had almost 700 and some yards. Yeah, I'm looking Ended at up. 109 touches. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he balled. And I had I had to, like, rebuild my confidence, rebuild mm-hmm. everything. It was just me. Like, it wasn't nobody else. It was just I started reading. I started doing all kind of stuff, bro. And, mm-hmm. you know, God blessed me to go to Ottawa, and I was able to, you know, sign up two big contracts. Yeah. And got the opportunity to come back down south. So, like, I feel like going through all of that, it just made me tough, man. It just made me, like, dig deep to find out who, who I really was and why why I'm doing this. Hey, I got a question. What what team were you playing when you put up 496 all-purpose yards? Who were y'all playing? Hamilton. Tigers. Grambling? <laughs> the Grambling Tiger hey, Cats. They, they all Grambling color. Yeah, they <laughs> Damn near Grambling, man. <laughs> I said, Lord, have mercy, bro. I'm on 500 yards. How'd that feel? Bro, that was that night. Ooh, Untouchable, man. Untouchable, huh? Yeah, I felt like I was in, I felt like I was in like a real, real life movie. And I was scripting the movie. Yeah. Like. You could do what you want. I could, I was doing whatever I want, fool. And it didn't hit me until like the third or fourth quarter and they was like, oh, you know you need like 50 some yards to like break the record. I'm like, oh, for real? <laughs> and like, right when, they t- in. <laughs> when, they, when they told me that, I'm like, all right. So, you know, in the back of your head, you probably think, in a, movie, in a real movie, you hear that like, oh, he not going to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's like slipping up. <laughs> Somebody didn't told him. He going to get 49 yards like or something yard. like that. He going he gonna to miss about one yard, yeah. huh, bro. But like I said, bro, I was writing a script that night. And I was like, I was able to do whatever I want. I remember the kickoff return that, that actually got me past the yardage mark. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they kicked it to me, I was like. Got him. I think I need like, I think I needed like 40 some yards. And I took the return like 46 or 47. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I. I got it. Like I didn't. I didn't pass it. I didn't beat the record. So it was crazy, bro. Oh, Hold up! Crazy. It was four hundred ninety-six yards. Yeah, four ninety-six. I had oh, more man. yards. Oh, had more man, that's man. Why you ain't got five hundred, man? Get out of here, man. No, oh, he had. But he, he had one hundred thirty-three. He had one hundred and thirty-three <laughs> punt return yards. Okay, Lowe's. Yeah, I know. We yards. could Google, but he needed four more yards. I, I needed you to down. get four. That's all I'm saying, bro. But listen, though, this is what people don't understand. <laughs> I had over 500, two penalties, mm, uh, like, yeah. took off. I had, like, a 25-yard return and, like, a, it was, like, an 18 or 19. So, I would have been well past 500. Mm, that's real. Okay. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Was that the same yeah, game when you, when you did that um 
That that celebration, man, that was on Sports Center. Mm, that nah, that was a playoff. <laughs> that went viral too. Yeah. Was, that was crazy. Who who came up with that? You or your teammates? Me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> if y'all ain't seen it, Me. Google it. What 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 would they Google to find it, man? Limbo Limbo celebration CFL. Yeah. Yeah, limbo. You could probably type in limbo. You could just type in limbo. <laughs> you can just type in limbo. That's the first thing. Girl. Limbo viral. Limbo viral. Dem- limbo new Iberia. World star. ESPN. <laughs> uh, first take. Undisputed. What you what you want? <laughs> <laughs> Look at shine on. Shine on, young brother. Well, you, you did mention yeah. that a lot of people know you from afar, but they don't know you. Let me ask you. I'm a quick fire. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Los, Raj, mm-hmm. y'all can answer these questions too because, you know, obviously weekly, people want to get to know y'all better as well. Let, it's a couple of questions to get to know you. Um, What was your team growing up, man? What team you used to like in the NFL? I'm a Giants fan. Okay. Uh, weird flex, but okay. Because um, <laughs> we all, look, we all gonna say Saints. We already know we that, but that but you know that. And I guess, I guess the question I would ask is, can you still consider yourself a fan if you're in that league of like the Giants, mm. or is it kind of like you know what? I don't worry about them boys. That's just some boys we playing against now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like I can't root for it. Like I'm trying to win a Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like it was my team. I guess it still is my team a little bit, but nah, you're from, to Denver, yeah. Denver your team now. Denver, Denver your team. Denver your team. Yeah, Denver Let's, your do team now. Let's, Let's do that. Let's do that. And, yeah. and and you still kinda like the Steelers Let's people. Because your partner's out. on the Steelers. I got you. <laughs> That's yeah. your squads right now. <laughs> um next question. Man, look, next question I said kind of quick fire, man. Um checks over stripes or stripes over checks. Ooh. Checks over stripes. <laughs> right. I don't know if they got some like weird like backstory this, but stripes. Checks. I don't know. Why? I don't know what that means. Damn, Raj. Why you don't like to wear stripes? Hey, Spence, can you please explain then what, what that means? <laughs> Checks over stripes? Yes. <laughs> Shit. Why would trying to get to that bag? <laughs> Raj. Nike, man. Nike. Adidas. Oh no, our stripes. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I said it. I mean, Damn. this is this is this is Travis Scott, um, Drake exclusive. I don't know if y'all seen that Netflix. Travis Scott documentary on uh, Netflix. Right? Checks Dope. off the, off jump, off jump. Yeah, it's, it's 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 supposed to be checks over strikes. That's what I like. That's what we like. That's all. I mean, that's all I got. How about this? Snowfall or power? Power. Raj. Man. I don't Man. watch either one. Okay, hey, great. That's no, oh, that's, friends. That's no right, right, right. Say friends. What you got? Grey's <laughs> Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> that's 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 Snowfall. NCIS. Yep. <laughs> Criminal. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm. Boy, it's close. I like Snowfall. I like Snowfall, but Power this week was nasty. Morning too. Power too. Yeah. Power was nasty this week too. I think I'm Snowfall. Last one. Last question. Last quick fire question. Um, can you double team and pick up? No. Raj, double team and okay. I think you double team. I, I think you could double team somebody garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you can't double team like 
the cold nigga. Like you can't just be like pick him up, pick him up at uh, half. Like you got to double team no, the cold no. nigga that you could just you know have to you, you have to double team the cold. Knows what you say. You must you must double team the cold dude. If he a professional, no, you got to double team I'm, him, bro. I'm gonna guard the cold dude. Listen, you a professional. You a professional athlete. Yeah, you gonna guard the cold. He <laughs> yes. He's not gonna scope. Okay, you a professional. Not no point. He's not supposed to. Spence, the dudes we play huh. with gonna scope. The dude, they gonna score. They gonna score. They play overseas. They gonna score. Look, professionals. <laughs> they gonna get buckets. I'm telling. Look, <laughs> get, everybody get a man. I'm guard him. That's what we want. He not scoring. Cool. That's fine. And I'm not gonna shoot the ball. I'm I got shoot. I'm just guarding him. Now, <laughs> we was talking about this last week, and we was all saying, "Nah, it's no no double team in the pickup." But then me and Los went play last Saturday, and they kept saying, "Al, bring the double." Bring the yes. double. I was, yes. I was bringing the double all Saturday. Like, yes. nah. at a point. I'm feeling it. Y'all better double team Spence. <laughs> well, wow. there you go. So it is doubling the pickup. Oh, they might put full 96 on you. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Four points, nine assists, and six rebounds? Is that what... <laughs> That's a triple double. <laughs> <laughs> no man, no, but that's that's a bunch of stuff, man. Hey, um, you play fantasy football? I can't. You can't, and that's oh, the yeah. thing. I couldn't find you when I was trying to download. I, I had a draft before this podcast, and I wanted to get Deontay Spencer. I couldn't find you, but I took the Broncos defense and everything. So that's defense special teams. You know what I mean? Points. That's him. That's him. <laughs> so I get you and Von my partner send me. I get you and Von Miller. My partner send me like fantasy stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I actually saw him up there. I saw him, uh, not necessarily in um, in our league, yeah. in the best friend weekend league, but in a different league, in the Yahoo league. I saw, I I picked him up. Okay. Well, somebody got to get him in the best friend weekend league. We got to pick him up, like if he when he become available, man. I mean, but I feel like I got him and Von Miller. And you know, for you know, for two for one. Yeah, that's two what I'm saying. Just get the whole defense. I get Vic Fangio and you know what I mean, and John Elway. I get them all. Defense. <laughs> you get all them boys, man. Uh, speaking that's of, true. just just a little aside that has to be put online. Raj, I feel like you want to be one of them. Thomas, come on, man. We looked at your best friend weekend league team, pr- brother. No, I think <laughs> I noticed you had Amari Cooper. Um, Zeke Elliott and um, Dallas defense. Thomas, bro, what are you, what are you doing I right did. now? No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. It was Thomas. Draft. <laughs> That's who was picking. <laughs> oh, no, so look at Lowe's. Look at Lowe's finally on Lowe's. <laughs> so, um, so not yeah, nah. That's just the way it worked out. But basically, the reason why I mean, yeah, when you get three guys on one team, you definitely look like a fan. <laughs> I, uh, I picked up. I picked up that defense late. Um. Because they got a they got a weak first round matchup, so that's the reason why I did it. Who they play the Giants? Not first round, yeah. They, yeah. they play the Giants. Uh, they play Spence's favorite team, and that's how you're doing them. Okay, I got you. That boy, that it's all good. It's <laughs> not gonna make me choose any different. <laughs> um, so even if you're not on that fantasy that I noticed, man, you're gonna be on that Madden this year. Yep. Oh, oh, I didn't even know. So did like do. You, I mean, the game already dropped. So, is you how your ratings look, dog? I mean, you on there already? I'm assuming you is, right? Well, I don't think I was on there when I was in Pittsburgh. Okay, because the Madden had already dropped. Like, I'm trying to think, way before the preseason. But they do like the updates so, every week, right? 
Oh, yeah, the update. Roger was telling me I had an update I think today. they did an update today. I hadn't really checked it. Okay. But, you know, after every week in the NFL, it get updated. So, if I snap this week, I might be shit. <laughs> speed, you say you told me a speed. I'm going to have – I got to have a 95 speed. Nine, you said what now? Go. You think Madden going to get – what? That's what – I got to have a 95 speed, fool. <laughs> I ain't mad with it. I ain't mad with it. That's what we expect, man. I don't know. We we gonna look it up, man. I was trying to look up look it up live, but I can't find it that quick, man. I ain't I ain't that I ain't that smooth to be able to find it. I mean, you're on the EA, you know what I mean, to be able to figure out exactly what the what the speed numbers is. But ninety five at least, that's what we look for, man. Got to. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. Well, what well, that is, man. Shit, we said a lot of good things, man. Is there anything else? I mean, that you want to share before we get out of here? I know you gotta get ready for the. Um, for the week, get ready to get in that playbook and learn all them plays. I got a question. What, what's your oh, first oh. dance when you score? <laughs> first dance? What's the first dance you're doing when you score? I mean, I got a couple of them. It really just, once I get in the end zones, I don't know, it just snapping to me. I don't even really be thinking about it too much, but I got a couple okay. in my head. You get that woke, like that big head bounce, that woke. Nah, I can't do the walk. I thought about <laughs> I thought about just going straight, you know, Louisiana. That's what ratchet, I think you should do. And just wilding. But that's, that's what I think you should do. It depends. You know all them niggas in the B gonna be going straight Louisiana wilding. Josephine and Johnny on them, if you want. Huh. Ooh, they're gonna be jigging in the end zone. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 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 You gotta go Louisiana the first one. You gotta go to you gotta go Louisiana the first one. You could just jig. Hit that jiggle I mean, that's you know, that's as Louisiana as it comes. Could do that. <laughs> but I don't know. Part of it is trying to go viral, too. So that that's a part <laughs> of it, man. Got you. <laughs> I mean, I was, look, Los, I was setting it up when I asked him um, if he had to go look at the play. Now, cue up that music for nothing nice to say. They say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing, nothing nice to say, say but I'll don't nice. I ain't nothing nice. Yeah. All right. So look, I hate to talk about local things too much from my hometown, but I've been watching this story a little bit, so um, I thought I'd discuss it. So one of the little homies, uh, this podcast brought to you by Cody Bechet. Co- hey, Rogers, Cody Bechet the one who got hit in that baseball? I don't... Is that him? No. No. Well... Nah. Never mind. The story's still applicable. So Cody posted something on Facebook the other day, and I usually don't read everything, but... I got time today, so check it out. So he said, I normally keep my political preferences and opinions to myself, but in this case, it's a must that I let this be known. A couple of weekends ago, I was outside working in my yard and was approached by a candidate running for New Iberia Clerk of Court. The candidate entered my yard, and his first question, before even introducing himself, was, do you live here? Not thinking anything of it, I replied, yes, I do. Um, And he extended my hand to shake it. He told me his name followed by a statement that he was the best candidate for the job. I replied, great. Can you tell me why? He began to talk about his family and the positions that are currently held by his family members. Me thinking, but how does this even qualify you? Realizing that I wasn't impressed by his banter, he moved on to, man, you look so familiar. Do I know you? I replied, where would you know me from? The man had the audacity to say that he recognized me from the wanted posters on the wall in the post office. I first paused, I guess to collect my thoughts, and give him time to clear it up. 
He said nothing, and then I realized that I had just been racially profiled. I became visibly angry, and that's when he tried to clean it up. Too late, partner. You already insulted me. I demanded he remove himself from my property and was sure to let him know that David Ditch would be getting my vote. I chose not to mention this candidate's name, but if you know, you know. Do your homework. Make your vote count. Enough is enough. I stand against racism. So, um, obviously, when I read that, I had to go look up who was running for clerk of court, New Iberia, and see who the other person he was talking about. But before I could even do that, I looked in the comments, and Juan had already aired out the person in question, and I found out his name was Ryan Huval. This, of course, got me down a rabbit hole on social media, reading about dude and why other people wasn't rocking with him. Another thing I noticed was a lot of people in the comments saying to vote for the other candidate, David Ditch, because of the incident. Fair enough. When it was all said and done, I just went on with my regular life and forgot all about it. Because honestly, this story doesn't affect my day-to-day life whatsoever. But then I start getting all kind of requests on Facebook. And they've been burning my booty. And no, it's not notifications for random people that I barely know or remember telling me that they're going live. It ain't that one. Raj, I know you said that burn your booty. But I've been getting notifications saying that David Ditch has invited me to like his Iberia Parish Clerk of Court page. So wait, I got to know something. Was David Ditch a man of the people trying to drum up the black vote in New Iberia before this incident? Or is he just trying to capitalize on the moment? I know y'all gave me a little evidence on the other dude, but why I feel like this cat is any different? Once again, I won't be going to do any research on him because obviously he didn't do any research on me and find out that I haven't lived in New Iberia for 19 years. And I won't hate. Matter of fact, I'm just going to leave it right there. Because I ain't got nothing nice to say about good old boys who make racist, quote-unquote, jokes about black folk in New Iberia. Or good old boys who seem to try to steal some of them black votes without working for them. So I won't say nothing at all. <clears throat> Raj, did you get any of those? I'm just curious. Because am I the only person who's been getting vote for David Ditch? Like... I, I haven't gotten it. Cutting, like, I don't... I feel like it's kind of funny that that man, like, using this as, like, his, hey, come on, black people, come vote for me. <laughs> so, so wait, let me ask you a question. Wait, are you saying that am I, that, that Cody, Cody Bechet went viral with it? Yes. Like, oh, no. Like David Ditch? No. Oh, I didn't say all of this facts. Ryan Huval went on his comments and apologized and said, I would like to go to dinner with you. And Cody went back and, they, like, they was going back and forth. It was, like, pretty New Iberia viral. It was a it was a very wow. new Iberia viral situation. Like I saw it when it was I did see it when it was new. I didn't see it after the mm-hmm. fact. But yeah, I just thought it was funny that now all of a sudden David Ditch is like for the for the for the coloreds. Like how is that a thing? You know? <laughs> sometimes you know, sometimes you know you can't you can't miss your opportunity, man. <laughs> hey, that door open up, you gotta walk right on through that thing. <laughs> this is is this his Airbnb situation? <laughs> Definitely, one hundred percent. Sometimes you can't miss your opportunity, man. You know, man. I, Sometimes it just fall in your lap. It, 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 I just don't. Let me tell you what I don't understand. I, I just, I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I, I believe my dog. I, I've been knowing him for a while. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. But I just, I just, juicy, sm- really juicy smoulet. Uh, man, somebody walk up to you and tell you that they saw you on the wanted poster. Come on, man. People, do people really do that? Juicy smoulet. And then try, and then try to clean it up after that on a juicy campaign smoulet. trail. That sounds very suspect. Now I believe him. I believe him because Ryan Hillbar went on there and confirmed. He said he uses that joke right. a lot, and he said he usually uses it with older white ladies, and they find the kick out of it. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Okay, all right, cool then. All right, all right. Oh, you're just giving Ryan Huval the benefit of the doubt. 
Well, no, I'm not. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that that that's his kind of go-to joke, but he just used it on the wrong person. Yeah. You know, like you got to be tasteful in your jokes, and that means that your jokes, all your jokes aren't versatile. Cutting. You got to have some jokes for you know, thirty-year-old white uh, black dudes. You're. You got to have them. You're absolutely right because that becomes that's like a whole thing in and of itself. When somebody think they got jokes that work and they don't, like they had a guy who we had come in, uh, my sister. Like had him come and teach my class, came help me teach a class recently. And he said this, he walked in and he said, um, damn, um, professional development should be like a woman's dress long enough to cover the material, but short enough to keep it interesting. And I'm like, bruh, you can't say that shit. Like, like, relax, (laughs) relax, dog. Like, this is not the audience for that. These teachers are looking at you like, oh yeah. So, so there you go, man. It's a, um, it's a whole bunch of things, man. But look, like I said, we said we would keep it under our hour today because we want to make sure uh, we let that boy get to the books and everything else that's that's gone along with it, man. Look, can't stop, won't stop, man. Uh, Despense, we appreciate you sitting in with us on the BFW podcast this week. And don't make this the Thanks last time, me, brother. No. I'm going to come back. <laughs> After I go viral. After- <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Hey, Raj, no NFL this week, I take it, man. We'll just, we'll we'll put a little note on the end that says, Raj will do NFL next week or something, man. So yeah. I might have something for you. I might have something for <laughs> Shoot, it, shoot it to me in the next, in the next uh, couple hours. But yeah, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back in you back next week with uh, some more good stuff, man. We out of there, man. Due to us interviewing an NFL player, the NFL segment with Raj Smooth will not air this week. Please tune into our future episodes to hear Roger's weekly ode to female rap lyrics. But be warned, these lyrics are nasty. They are legit nasty nasty. Some would say disgusting. And the views expressed in this segment do not represent the views of Raj Smooth, the best friend weekend podcast, or any of our parents. They are simply the views of Megan Thee Stallion, Cup Cocky, City Girls. Cardi B and other former strippers trying to make it in the rap game. Blame them guz, not us. Have a nice day.